I can't speak for anybody else, but one of the things that I can say for me is that there just never seems to be enough time. There are so many things to do. There are so many projects and tasks, etc., that there's just never enough time. And because there isn't enough time, because there's so much that has to be done, we've got to become masters of how to best utilize the time that we're given. If we would tell the truth, many of us don't do things that we're supposed to do because we say we don't have enough time. Things like our prayer life, things like quiet time with God fall to the wayside because there are so many other things that we're doing. Well, today we're going to take a look at the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 35, and we're going to learn from Jesus how best to keep him, number one, in the midst of a hectic lifestyle. So join us as we talk today about, I don't have time for this, coming up next on The Trifle Ones. All right, fam, we're going to read from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 35 in the NIV version. And it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Let me read that again. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So there are two things that we're going to cover today. And, and the first of those is our day should start with divine communication. Our day should start with divine communication. You know, many of us, you know, we have busy schedules, like I mentioned in the intro. And, you know, there are some of us who are working two jobs. And on the weekends, we're baking pies and we're selling those just to make ends meet. Then there are some of us who are in school while working. There are others who volunteer with worthwhile organizations like NAMI, for example, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. There are others who are part of the choir. And then there are others who are pretty involved with their ministries at the church, like the millennial ministry or the, the youth ministry or whatever you might call them. Then there are others who are active in their respective fraternity or sorority or their lodge, etc. You know, we're making sure that we take the kids to football and baseball and track and band and cheerleading, gymnastics, soccer, or even honor guard practice. We get home after all of that and we got to make sure that we cook and or that we eat and get the kids ready for bed. And then after all that, we pull out our laptop to finish some stuff up. Then we lay down. We close our eyes and we say, our Father, who art in heaven. And next thing we know, we're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because our bladders are letting us know that we got to hit the bathroom. And I didn't even mention the, the scroll time that we have to take for social media and that Netflix and chill time. So our days can be pretty full. But Mark 135 says, very early. In the morning, while it was still dark, 
Jesus got up. He left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. It's important to note that when this verse takes place, it actually is sandwiched in between uh, where Jesus is, is teaching and he's healing and he's, he's going through all kinds of things. He's really active. Then we have this verse 35. And then after that, we find that some of the disciples find him and say, hey, we got to go over here and do this. And so while Jesus was really busy, he determined that his day should start with divine communication. See, Jesus knew the importance of getting that quality prayer time in and before the day even got started. I don't know about you, but there are certain things that I have got to get done before the day actually gets started. Because once that day gets rolling, ain't no turning back. I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to be able to get it done. So when we say that our day should start with divine communication, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, we open our eyes and we give a quick thank you, Jesus. There's nothing wrong with a quick thank you, but but think about it. We got some major stuff that's going on in our lives and in the lives of people around us, and it requires us to devote some quiet time to him. We got to make sure that we're properly covered and that we place some stuff in God's hands. We got to make sure that we have the right mindset to deal with the attacks, the temptations, and the challenges that are absolutely sure to come. Yeah, I'm thankful to him too, but I need to communicate more than that. Maybe you don't need to, but, but, but I gotta, I, I gotta talk to him about a bunch of stuff because I need some help. I need some guidance. I need to have an interaction with God that's going to give me peace in the midst of this old crazy world. Yeah, I, I know you're busy and you got lots going on. I, I'm busy too. I mentioned a whole lot of stuff that gets in the way of our divine communication. But I got a question for you. Are you busier than Jesus? I want you to think about that. Pause for a moment. When you look at what Jesus did during his earthly ministry, would you say that you are busier than Jesus? Because he was around here healing folks and, and saving the world. Now, I know you got big plans, but does it involve literally saving the world? Are your plans that big that you're saving the whole world? Mm. If not, if Jesus can start his day with divine communication, then you're not too busy to do the same. Remember, we make time for what's really important to us. So, our day should start with divine communication. But our second point is this. Our devotion should silence distracted concentration. Our devotion should silence distracted concentration. So we're told that Jesus left the house and, and he went to a solitary place. He left the place where others were. The, the word for solitary in the Greek is the adjective eremos, which means quiet or tranquil. So an adjective describes a person, place, or thing. It describes a noun. So uh, the adjective eremos describes the place. So he goes to a quiet place, a place away from people, a place 
away from notifications on our phones, a place away from anything that could draw our minds away from time with him. Now, this can be tough because our minds have become used to being all over the place all the time and, and having a short attention span. I, I know I have one, so I'm guessing you might as well. One minute we're ready to talk to him and, and we mention how grateful we are for the food that he provides. And then we think about how expensive the bacon was in the grocery store as we're thinking about food. And next we remember that we didn't call that client back because they owe us money and, and we want our money because then that money might help us pay for this bacon. And then that reminds us that we have to pay the water bill because if somebody owes us and we got to pay something, then we're thinking about this water bill that we got to pay. And then you remember that you're supposed to be praying. <laughs> so you apologize to God and, and you start all over again. You know, sometimes it isn't a three-year-old little person that calls your name. And sometimes it's not IG and, and TikTok that's whispering in our ear. Sometimes it's not a spouse or a roommate. Sometimes it's the distractions within our own mind that we got to fight against in that quiet, solitary place. Without finding that quiet place, we might be able to discuss our greatest concerns because, well, they're our greatest concerns. And if it's our greatest concern, we're going to remember that thing. We're going to we're going to make sure that we have a conversation with Jesus about what is our greatest concern. But if we're not in a quiet place, do we remember that a friend's child has been diagnosed with a condition and that friend of ours is struggling with this new reality in their life? Or do we get to the place where we're asking God about his vision for our life and for the obedience to follow his path if, if we don't get to that quiet, solitary, tranquil place? Do we end up praying for that person who's standing on the same corner every day as we commute to work? or to school, or if we don't get to that quiet place, do we ever get to the place that we pray for the war-torn regions of the world because their reality is that bombs are going off and being dropped day in and day out right where they live? If you don't make it to that quiet place, do we pray for the communities that we live in or that are around us that are claiming more young people's lives every single day? Do we Get to the place where we pray for the generation of young people who've been taught that smoking weed is part of life like eating and drinking, all the while the THC levels are out the roof and it's activating mental illness among them. There is always something or someone that we can pray for. Is our prayer life shallow because we're not putting the time in, because we're not getting to that quiet place? Nah, we don't have to pray for three hours every day. But if we find a quiet, solitary place, if we become more disciplined in our prayer life, then we'd be surprised by how much we can accomplish in a shorter time when we talk to them. So you may be saying, I don't have time for this but I would argue that you can't afford not to make the time for it. So our day should start with divine communication. 
And then our devotion should silence distracted concentration. Heavenly Father, we come before you to say thank you, Lord, for reminding us that there is no excuse for giving you time. Lord, Jesus shows us that the time that we give you should be on the front end of our day. It's important that we're covered, Heavenly Father, with everything that's going on. I'm asking that we prioritize you so that you can give us that peace that passeth all understanding. I'm asking that we prioritize you so that we understand your will, your way. I'm asking that we prioritize you so that we can be in your word. All of this we ask in your Son and our Savior. Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.